Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here for NJ.com, here with Mike K, the latest episode of the No Huddle Show. We're at an over here complex, our preview episode, Eagles against the Bears. Um, it appears more likely that Deshaun Jackson is actually going to play this week. I don't think it's, like, guaranteed by any stretch. Um, they kind of been coy with, like, officially declaring it. Doug said he was confident. Deshaun said that was the plan. Um I mean, do you get the vibe? Do you think he plays on Sunday? Like, do you think when we get to the field on Sunday, he's out there? Yeah, all signs point to it. Um, I think he's been training in the right direction since last week. Kind of the the verbiage that was used. I know he didn't practice, but they made it sound like he was. Doug Peterson made it sound that he was making progress. He's been limited all this week. We'll get the actual designation of how he practiced during the walkthrough today. Guessing uh, limited again. Yeah. Yeah. uh, You know. He, Deshaun Jackson, Darren Sproles, and uh, Timmy Jernigan, according to Doug, are all in like kind of the same boat. And if you look at the clues of what they didn't do during the trade deadline, they didn't address defensive tackle. They cut Bruce Hector. Um, Good point. They didn't address the running back position when Miles Sanders suffered a minor shoulder injury. He's also back. Yeah, he returned to practice since um, our last pod. They didn't address the wide receiver position. Uh and reportedly they weren't really invested in going after a wide receiver. They could have probably had Robbie Anderson for a third round pick. All signs point to uh, reinforcements and a, and a restock shelf at, you know, on offense and defense. Avante Maddox, who's practicing a full capacity, is definitely going to go. Doug Peterson said today that he'll play the starting nickel role, which moves City Jones down. Which I wonder if Jones plays at all now. Yeah, I, I think we should we should talk about that kind of a little bit more in depth later yeah. in the show because it was something that I played with. Like I, I texted you like late last night, which was probably weird timing. <laughs> I wonder if they play all. Well, that's why you, ten... you do this. You have these like random thoughts at random times, I'm right? Like, what? It, I wake it's up more in the for... morning and I see that. I'm it, like, what? It's more for me. <laughs> yeah, you just need you, to say you, it out yeah. loud. Or it out loud or yeah, text or it out loud. Yeah. Or I'll forget it. Um, <laughs> because we, you and I, I have a game that I want to play called uh, 46-man gymnastics. Uh, so that's called it. I'm not very flexible. So. Yeah, well, it's just mental stuff. And you're, we obviously know Mental is even worse. Yeah, well, fair enough. Um, I, I think the only guys that you, you would not, you would rule out, obviously, and this is before the injury report comes out, is Nigel Bradham, who's got, Peters. who's got an ankle injury, and Jason Peters has a knee injury. Um, I'd expect in this matchup against Khalil Mack and Leonard Floyd for the Eagles to help out Andre Dillard quite a bit from the blocking perspective. The one move that I could see them making um, is maybe calling up a tight end. They signed Scott 
uh, Orn, Orndorff to the practice squad. They also have Josh Perkins, who yeah, I forgot they had. Josh they kind of they kind of like tried to fit into that third tight end role, and he just kind of couldn't fit the bill. Um, because they do have six healthy corners at this point, and so and you seven want, defensive ends. Yeah, and seven. So you wonder if they do make a move with Deshaun Hall, maybe or Craig James. Um, I feel like one or both of them will be inactive probably too. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, but that's why I want to play that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to come full circle, Deshaun Jackson does seem like the most likely to play of all the injured yeah, players, that's right? I mean, it, I think that that's kind him of... Him and Darren are probably pretty close, I would say. But yeah, but Deshaun, there's been more talk around him, so... Yeah. Even just like from talking to Doug and stuff like that. Yeah. And you and I have watched him in practice. He looks healthy. I mean, it's all about that long sprint and what he can do. Yeah. Um, and how he can even separate. If, even if he's just a decoy on Sunday, which I think is a possibility. Yeah, Doug Peterson kind of alluded to that. His presence alone kind yeah. of makes you think, hey, I need a safety out of the box, which can help out the running game quite a bit. This Chicago defense is very, very aggressive. We'll get into that more as we get into the preview for the game. But if you can take away a safety, um, it will significantly help you against this Bears team because the safeties play very, very aggressive. And if they're chasing after Deshaun and, and moving that side, you have the opportunity with Miles Sanders to, to throw down field on those wheel routes. Jordan Howard will have room to run the box. Uh, the Bears are in the top 10 in both pass defense and run defense. So this will be a challenge for them. But I think the Eagles match up relatively well against the, this Bears defense as opposed to last year's. Like last year's, I thought the Bears defense really matched when up well. When the Bears lost, they lost Adrian Amos. He was like their big loss this offseason, right? Didn't yeah. He, else? Well, yeah, they, they, they replaced him with HaHa Clinton-Dix, who, you know, if you ever watch Green Bay, you know, he really... Well, and Green Bay got him. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, which was a really interesting yeah. thing. And Adrian Amos is a baller. He's uh, good, yeah. Akeem Hicks is down. Yeah, he's which, one which of the is, better. A, I think that's notable. We'll get into that with matchups. Yeah, he's one of the better notice tackles in the league. And then, um, I think, from my perspective, if they're inside linebackers, if you can get Miles Sanders and or Zach Ertz and or Dallas Goddard matched up on those guys... Good luck, uh, Chicago. Chuck Pagano, this is a similar defense to Vic Fangio's Bears yeah. defense, but Chuck Pagano's there too, so that's worth it. Yeah, a lot of it has to do with the personnel being mostly the same, probably. <laughs> but uh, but so back to the shot real quick. So he did talk in the locker room. I should say his uh, his mood wasn't like he wasn't like enthusiastic. Oh, I wasn't thrilled to see you. <laughs> it was. I mean, as so I'll just give you a little peek behind the curtain. Like there, especially in situations like that where you've been anticipating talking to a guy like that, what you'll have is. A bunch of camera people just camping out by his locker, mm-hmm. uh, like a lot of cameras. Um, this is the big one of the biggest media contingents in the NFL, and almost it is the biggest. and almost everybody is funneled to his locker. So he gets there, he's naked going to the locker. I mean, to go to shower at first, everybody's still standing there. He comes out of the shower and he has to change with all of us standing all around him. Like so, I I kind I do understand the the tendency to not want to not be too enthused to talk to us in that kind of situation. But he, he, I would say he definitely wasn't that enthused. You know, he was asked about specifics about the injury, and he not only didn't comment, he didn't say anything. Like, he literally just went silent when someone would ask about that. Um, so, I mean, it's not, not too much to take from that, but it, I, I just find it interesting that he wasn't, like, I'm sure th- these last six weeks have kind of drained some of that energy that he had maybe going into week one. 
Well, you know, there's a lot of high, heavy expectations. Yeah. Chances are he's probably reading about how they shouldn't, how the Eagles shouldn't have trusted his durability. Yep. Um, you know, and that's got to hurt the ego a little bit. Plus, watching your team go, you know, have play unevenly. Um, and he had to watch from home on the road games, by the way. Right. Um, here's the thing, too. If he plays even the whole game against Atlanta, or he plays half a game against Detroit, those are both wins. And I think he probably knows that. Um, Especially the Atlanta one, because that was such a weird game. Yeah. I mean, they the Falcons wanted to give that one away. It's the only Falcons win of the season, which looks ten times worse now. I mean, now. Shoot, the Eagles had two receivers and one tight end by the end of the game, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, crazy. Yeah, I think Zach Ertz was their only actual... It feels like years ago. Like, it's funny how the NFL season works. Like, it feels like so long since Deshaun played. Like, it's so... I was Amen. talking about this earlier. Like, that first game was, like, so good. He was amazing. Like, I think we both thought we were like, all right, he's probably better than we thought he was at this stage of his career. Like, he's, he might even get 1,000 yards if he keeps this up. It was the Redskins. But, like, you felt so good. And then, nothing. Like, it's just... There hasn't been anything since then. Like, it's the weirdest thing. Um, still I, more productive than his replacement. I, through well, that's the funny thing. Like, his stats are... He's still, like, third among receivers on the Eagles in receiving yards. And he's not that far behind, like, I mean, Aguilar. I mean, Matt Collins has started yeah. six games. And Deshaun has 29 he's more receiving Mac, yards. Max is 0 for October, of course. Yeah. Uh, but... You should get a t-shirt. <laughs> It's not really complimentary. Yeah, I, I should like, say he did tell us uh, early in the season that he's not a, he preferred to play special teams. So I mean, it was there. I'm sure a lot of Eagles fans agree with him. Um, <laughs> he's more of a blocking receiver at this stage. Oh God, I, that's I could go on a tangent. About that, but um, <laughs> uh, but uh, so Deshaun. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think I think we've talked about this a bit. And I think we'll revisit it at the end of the year again when we like evaluate everybody, including Harry Roseman. But it just it just doesn't like they knew what they were getting into with Deshaun when it came to his health. Like he just doesn't play the whole. Like you can't you can bank on half the season, then anything more than that is good. Like and they didn't plan for they we've talked about it didn't seem like they had a backup plan, which is weird for a guy that they just signed and wasn't on the team for the last few years, and for a roster that is pretty much the same offensively as last year. Yeah, I mean, a similar situation is a defensive tackle. Yeah, but they did get yeah, a, but the thing they, they got Journey and yeah. Malik Jackson right. and Hassan Ridgeway. Right, like they were prepared there, and that is like it's hard to blame them for that one. Yeah, you can't really. I mean, cornerback too on yeah, paper, like you would have said guys, yeah. they were six or seven deep um, entering training camp. So. Wide receiver is a little perplexing. Maybe they really thought that Nelson Aguilar would be super motivated in a contract year, and they felt like he could be kind of a Swiss Army knife in this offense. They picked him basically over re-signing Golden Tate. That is a thing. Yeah. That was a conversation. It was going to be one or the other. It wasn't going to be one. It wasn't going to be both. So, um, and actually... they had brought Golden Tate back. Well, actually, I think it's a compounded mistake because, yes, Golden Tate missed... Uh, four games with a suspension, but if you really think about it, how productive has Golden Tate been with with yeah. Daniel Jones? Yeah, he's he's like uh, their number one receiver, basically. Yeah, yeah. So um, then again, if they were in that situation, they might have traded for somebody because he was out for four games, then Deshaun went down and what have you. Um, you know, it, it's a very weird situation, but also I think something we have to come back to. When we were projecting how good this roster could be, is J.J. Arcega Whiteside? A lot of people thought that, was that part of the he was ready-made, yeah. and uh, most of the Stanford guys can typically play right away and, and contribute, whether it's at a high level or at least a mediocre level. 
he hasn't contributed really anything outside of a massive drop in the and, and he had like a bad penalty, I think, week one or two. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, it. He's it, a rookie. Like, that happens. Man. Yeah, it does. And but so, their high expectations were high. Rookie wide receivers are like a very weird breed because there are some guys who just excel off yeah. the bat. And then there are good receivers who struggle early on in their careers and eventually find their way. Deshaun Jackson was good immediately. Yeah. That's, uh, a, that's the funny thing is, like, besides like rare cases where it's a guy like Deshaun. It used to, the whole thing used to be receivers wouldn't be good until you're two or three, right? And then guys that. started breaking. Like Anquan Bolden, I remember he came and had this amazing rookie year. Nobody expected that at mm-hmm. all. And now it's become these guys are like so ready made now when it comes in that uh, you kind of forget that it still is a very difficult position to play in the NFL unless you're like a freak athlete, which JJ Arcega Whiteside isn't, and what Terry McLaurin and DK Metcalf are. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could go back to Ma- Jeremy Macklin, who was a first round pick. He they st- they. St- Played Brandon Gibson a sixth round pick over. Him <laughs> about Brandon Gibson in, in 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 the first game of that rookie year. So and Macklin wasn't particularly terrific his rookie year either, playing opposite uh, Deshaun Jackson. So I think there's a history here of it takes some guys time to develop. Um, Deshaun was a rare breed. Um, who and they got in the second round. Yeah, um, and he had questions coming out. But yeah, yeah, and also the size small, thing yeah. and. That was a that was considered a kind of mediocre wide receiver class. If you look back, it I mean, was most. I think the only one, the last one left that, that was drafted ahead of him was Jordy Nelson, and he's retired. So. Well, and most of the class, uh, I, I, only one or zero wide receivers were taken in the first round. It was they were almost all second round picks. Yeah. Uh, the Devin Thomas, the Malcolm Kellys, the Lima Sneed, the uh, Lima Sneed. Um, James Hardy, those guys were all like, and those were those are all like six foot four, six foot five, right? Guys who in theory were great athletes, but not much else. I but, mean, Deshaun kind of got the Lashawn McCoy, which treatment. by the way, our Sega White Whiteside is neither of those guys or or Deshaun, which right? Maybe should have been something the Eagles looked at when they considered him. Yeah, and I think I think it's it's telling that they've come out and said that he's the immediate backup to Alshon Jeffrey, and that's all he is. Yeah. So if you can only play one wide receiver position when Matt Collins really isn't doing anything at the Z receiver position, yeah. it kind of I mean, yeah, you're going to have two slower guys out there, but I mean, slower is better than unproductive. And, um, yeah. I mean, and, and that all kind of ties into you know we talked about Alshon their decision to guarantee Alshon's contract mm-hmm. next year, so. I think that might say something about J.J., but I also think it's interesting if you look at it, the Eagles, whether they want to or not, kind of have to start Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey again next year. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think Deshaun, talent-wise, I don't. it seems like he's still in really good shape. Uh, but it's the health thing, and then Alshon is pretty clearly on the downswing of his career, I think. So it's going to be interesting in the next year or two. You know, I wonder if they draft a guy early next year or if they try and sign somebody who can play right. Like a, They're going to need a slot receiver now, right? So the receiver position is kind of going to be one of the interesting things of this upcoming offseason, at least. You know, they were rumored to be interested in Emmanuel Sanders and Robbie Anderson. Those would be the first two guys that I would target in free agency. Yeah, that's a good point. They'll both be free. Um, so maybe that was the thought process, too. Yeah, why and, sign them now and right. trade for them now? We can get them for free later. Uh-huh. Um, and I think they're going to... They're not going to rue the day that they put so much value in compensatory picks, but it's. Go- I think they're it's backfiring outlook- a little bit. Yeah, yeah, their outlook needs to change a little bit. Emmanuel was looking great for the Niners, by the way. Oh my god, that game last night! Woo! He clearly just needed a quarterback. Like, it's crazy because he tore his Achilles last year, which is usually a tough injury yeah. for a receiver to come back from. Mm-hmm. And he's thirty-one, thirty-two, right? Yep. Um, 
So Us yeah. 31 and 32 year olds were spry. <laughs> you, Emmanuel Sanders, Sean Jackson. Eh. Full full disclosure, I <laughs> I pulled my hamstring a couple of weeks <laughs> yeah, ago running yeah, in true. the rain running in the rain <laughs> so, Carson once. So that's why that was funny, is what you're saying. Yes, <laughs> correct. <laughs> um new, I don't believe there's anything other else big news wise. Um Oh, um you reported on it. Uh, around the trade deadline, but All or Nothing is filming in oh, Philadelphia, yeah, and today I noticed. Oh, did you see that, them in there? Yeah, I noticed that we were being filmed as we asked questions. Oh wow! Which I hope they didn't get these childbearing hips in the <laughs> shot. You know, I'm like I'm nervous about so that. So All or Nothing, for those who don't know, is HBO. It's similar to the HBO Hard Knock show, but it's on Amazon and it takes place over the course of a full season. And Amazon releases it, I believe, during the summer usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Panthers have been on it. The Cardinals. Cardinals and the Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. And they've also done like soccer teams, also. Right, and the way you can get it too is by subscribing to Amazon. That's how you get all. If you don't, then you get nothing. I think that's oh, why they boy. call it that way. You started smiling before you started saying that. Yeah, that's how you happy knew it was you were with you that. Knew, you that's how happy coming. you were with that. Um, oh god, what's he about? The show is kind of. I've whatever. never watched it, but it, I watched the Carolina Panthers thing uh, season just to see the Ed Reed Malcolm Jenkins like interaction. Eric Reed, yeah. Yeah, what did I say? I think you said Ed Reed. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Eric Reed, because um, they had that spat, and I think it was like week five Yeah, it was or like six. early in the season, yeah. Uh, they pretended like it actually didn't exist. So I'm interested to see <laughs> what like how Hard Knocks pretended like Mike Mayock basically didn't exist. Right, poor guy. But, uh, I mean, I do find it, so it's NFL Films, films both of them, I guess, which I had no idea mm-hmm. about. So NFL controls which teams go on there, and... I don't think the Eagles are very, the Eagles are obviously a very secretive organ. We don't t- we aren't going to talk to Howie Roseman until after the season. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be two times in one full season, basically. Right. Um, so at, basically, a team has to volunteer to do it, or they pick it, and so they pick the Eagles. And there's going to be some interesting stuff from the last couple of weeks. I'm curious, like what kind of foot? I'm sure the Eagles have some control over what they can film. Um, but like even just like the players reacting to Orlando Scandrick, like it's I'm I'm looking forward to this. Beyond the fact that you and I are going to be TV stars now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm already <laughs> we're going to get, get calls for pilots, and <laughs> I'm actually I should let you know this already. I'm already a reality TV star. I was ca- captured in joint practices with the Buccaneers, uh, Hard Knocks with Jaguars. Well, several I, times. I can one up you. I was on an episode of People's Court once, and I was walking down. You know that show where it's uh, yeah. oh I yeah. I'm very familiar. Well, we were in uh, I think it's Santa Monica or whatever where they film in. I was just walking with. It was when I was working for the student newspaper. We were out there for like UCLA game, and. Uh, they just like asked us if we wanted to be on people because you just have like the crowd of people that they turn to. And <laughs> so yeah, I was on an episode of that. I think they asked me something. I can't remember. It was a while ago. Well, I will one up you again. A good mutual friend oh, of ours, Lance Madden, uh, and I. Right bo- this minute, right? Yeah, right this minute. It's a TV show. Uh, he actually just texted me the other day because it was Halloween, and he, uh, one of my uh, groomsmen, Hayden. And I were caught on camera just walking around. I was dressed as Captain America, but like a cheap Captain America, like the ones where you could buy them at Target and it comes with the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. shirt. And the, anyway, we're off track. <laughs> well, Speaking well, of Captain America. Minute, and I, I, when I was younger, I also, this made me think, I, uh, you know, they used to have those Oscar Mayer commercials and you could like try out for them. I tried out for that. I oh. wish there was tape of that because it was probably really bad. I remember being so nervous going into that. I didn't get it if you, if you were worried about that. Hot dog. <laughs> um, oh, puns are fun. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Did you mean to do that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Gosh, all right. I'm not funny, but I'm smart, I think. Um, so that's a little insight into us. Anyway, uh, back to Deshaun Jackson. So I'm wondering, well, you and I have talked about this before. Jalen Mills returning to the lineup has kind of given the cornerback group an edge. 
And I'm wondering if Deshaun coming back kind of does the same thing for this group. Yeah, I think his biggest impact beyond the football stuff is going to be the energy. Yeah, I think like that's important. Uh, this this offense has seemed kind of lackluster in personality, um, kind of Chip Kelly esque uh, over the last few weeks. Um, I think with the the running game established now and Deshaun potentially coming back, I think Carson's going to have it a little bit easier. I don't think it's going to be an immediate fix. Not against the Bears and Patriots defense. That doesn't help. Right. I mean, this is a tough stretch. You need him for this. If you can go two and one in this this three-game stretch. Then you're in the running for a wild card potentially too beyond the division. And then you – so you'd be six and five. And then you have – Five, you have five games. The rest that of those are games home. are very winnable. Yeah, I mean Dallas is your Dallas season is probably, yeah. but um, I mean so, but it's at home. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean again, I think people are kind of underplaying the importance of the Bears game a little bit because if they lose this game, they're four and five, and then you're playing the Patriots. There's good. I mean they were four and six last year, but it feels like it'll be harder to climb out of that this year. Yeah, the NFC is much. And while I think you and I both are down on the Bears relative to last year, I don't think they're like pushovers by any stretch. No, their offense is not good. Um, they do have a weapon in Allen Robinson who seems to play well despite his quarterback. The, the, the dude's on pace for like a thousand yards and six touchdowns with Mitch Trubisky as his quarterback. Yeah, well, and Chase Daniel was his quarterback. Yeah, so I'm saying, like whenever a receiver, that's I was kind of he's kinda, got previous experience. Doing so I was kind of thinking about this earlier. Like Alshon Jeffrey is paid to be a number one receiver, and a number one receiver is supposed to be. Good, regardless of the circumstances, DeAndre it's supposed Hopkins, to make an impact. Yeah, look, like like DeAndre Hopkins has had bad quarterbacks and has had injured players and had bad receivers around him, and he he's he's an amazing player. But the Eagles pay Alshon Jeffrey to be DeAndre Light, and he just hasn't been that. And clearly, it's almost like Deshaun is their more important receiver, which is not is problematic future wise. They can survive right now like that, but with how much they're paying Alshon. Um, it's not like they can keep kicking the bucket down the road because I don't know if they want him on the roster three years from now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they want him on the roster two years from now. Yeah. You know? Um, that's a fun game to play later on. But yeah. uh, I just think when you look at this passing offense, Car- this team's going to go as far as Carson goes. You know what I mean? And then maybe and maybe less than that because he's not getting a lot of help. I think Deshaun will kind of bring up the play of Zach Ertz and, and – you know, Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar. Nelson doesn't have to be the guy anymore. He can kind of just do his normal, like, role. He doesn't have to be a Swiss Army knife. I think Deshaun allows this offense to function. It shouldn't be that way, but it is, right? So, look. Facts of life. Yeah, I think Jordan Howard, when when you're going up... So, you you want to break down the offense or the defense? Yeah. What do you want? Uh, Let's do uh, Eagles offense versus Bears defense. Okay, so Khalil Mack. He's a story, period. That's what it is. It's Khalil Mack versus Andre Dillard. Lane shut him down in the playoffs, if you remember. Yes. They're going to move. That's probably why they're going to move him to yeah. the other side. Um, no Peters. Lane will probably match up against Leonard Floyd. Who's good, by the way. Who is also good, yes. Um, Andre Dillard will probably get help. I'm expecting a lot of Big V. I'm expecting a lot of Dallas Goddard on that left side. Yeah. Um will probably be a flex or on the right side. They're going to run a lot of 12 personnel. I would not be shocked if they finally listened to me and run a lot of 21 and 22 personnel. Um, it worked against Buffalo in the one play they did it. I do think at times they're going to need an H-back or a fullback to kind of open up some space because this is a very good running defense. Uh, I believe they're 6th or 7th in the league. Yeah, and I, I sh- so we, you, we mentioned this earlier, but Akeem Hicks being out, 
Um, I think we'll see a lot of inside runs with Jordan Howard, and I think Absolutely. it could be more effective than it would be if Hicks was in there. So they're gonna they're gonna blitz. They're gonna send extra guys. That's why I think this is a really big game for the screen game. You can kind of bait blitzes, and you can bait extra pressure and and you know lopsided rushes from one side by you know using the screen game. I think. The reason why I'm such a big believer in 22 personnel is you've got the two tight ends that can give you extra time to throw, but you also can run an RPO with either Miles Sanders or Howard. And if you're spying, if you have a linebacker who's assigned to kind of watch where Miles Sanders goes, because you know you don't want a defensive lineman matched up against him, um, you can bite him with the running game with Jordan Howard. I think this this running back group is starting to really complement each other well. Um, and, and if Sproles is back, that's another layer to it. Yeah, exactly, and especially for the passing game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they, hopefully Doug doesn't revert to old habits and give him the ball ten times. I'd actually kind of like to see a look where they where they're in eleven personnel. Miles Sanders is the running back. Uh, Darren Sproles is the slot receiver, and Aguilar and Deshaun are on the outside. And you just try to just eat, speed, speed, just like a speed package. Um, and then maybe you do a slot screen to, to Sproles and get him out in space, have have uh, Andre Dillard or Lane run in front of him or Jason Kelsey. Um, look, they're going to bring a lot of pressure. Their corners are good. I really like Prince of Mucamara. Kyle Fuller is a pro bowler. Um, their safety group's solid. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of HaHa Clinton Dix, but I do know he's well-respected throughout the league because of his versatility. Um yeah, I think that's pretty much like that's the gist of it. If Andre Dillard and his extra help can stop Khalil Mack, similar to how Lane Johnson protected Nick Foles last year, they're going to be in this game, even if they're not blowing the team out. Um, offensively, I do like the matchup of Kyle Fuller versus uh, Alshon Jeffrey because I think Alshon Jeffrey can be a little bit more physical with him. Kyle Fuller's a little bit taller than your normal corner; he's six foot, but. Alshon should be able to win jump ball matchups. Kyle Fuller is also an opportunist, so if he gambles and yeah. could be a big gain. I think Deshaun Jackson versus Prince of Mucamara is exactly what you want um, as far as matchups are concerned for the Eagles because he can beat them deep. is not really fast. He's not very athletic. Um, and Mucamara has been getting beat by Deshaun Jackson pretty much his entire Yeah, I was going to say, they probably played each other a bunch, right? Yeah, uh, when he was with the Giants. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like this offense versus defense. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk by any stretch, but I think if the Eagles get up by 14 points, there's literally no way to run the clock out. Yeah. yeah. And then the flip side of that um, is obviously the Eagles defense versus the Bears offense. You mentioned Allen Robinson. I imagine Jalen Mills probably be on him. Yeah, because you, Allen Robinson isn't going to beat you deep. He's going to beat you on jump balls. And what does Jalen Mills do very well? He's very good at, at, at using the sideline to his advantage. Yeah. And I think that'll help. Yeah, Robinson's not like a deep threat. Right, he's a he's a jump up, get the ball yeah. kind of fella. Their, their deep threat is what Taylor Gabriel, right? They yeah, him. that dude is good. He's, he's every like once every like three weeks, he gets a like eighty yard touchdown. It feels like. Yeah, he's gonna be good. Um, you want Darby on him? I know Darby's been beaten deep, but like of the two guys, that's probably who you want there. Um, look, it's gonna be an interesting matchup. Avante Max coming back, going up against. Probably my favorite wide receiver in last year's draft, 
Anthony uh, Miller. Anthony Miller. Yeah, I who, like him. Who's been underutilized, but I think he's going to ball out in this game. I, I think Maddox really needs to come back playing better. He did. Yeah, not he was play not playing. Well. People forget about that. Now, yeah, but he wasn't playing well those first four weeks. Yeah, don't let his return distract you from the fact that he was not very good for yeah. for three weeks. Um, and then I'd say, sorry, I know I'm doing a lot of ums. No, you're good. Uh, well, no, I'm apologizing. Listener. You <laughs> have to just deal with it. Um, but. You know, I think the safeties will be very helpful in this matchup. Their running back group, I like David Montgomery a lot. I like Tariq Cohen, but I don't really think either one of them is a game changer. They did trade Jordan Howard for the equivalent of a travel thermos, and that's looking like a really stupid move. Um, I'm sure Bears fans are listening to that and being like, well, you know, here's one note. Well, well he's well, not. I, went on, I was on a Bears podcast the other day, and they, they were like, don't talk about that. <laughs> they were upset about that. <laughs> Every Bears writer that I've talked to over the last few weeks has been like, they really effed up here. I mean, if you, so Howard has, I believe, 443 three rushing yards and Montgomery and three, and five touchdowns. Six total. Six total, but five rushing. And uh, Dave Montgomery and Tariq Cohen have like 430-something combined and three touchdowns. And, oh, well, and, and Tariq Cohen them. has like 50 rushing yards this year. Like, it, they, they messed that up. I mean, Montgomery, I think, is going to be good. But, right. but Howard was good right away for them. This is going to have to be a very disciplined uh, Eagles defense. I know that really doesn't strike, you know, the right. <laughs> strike a nerve, there. yeah. Uh, because Cordell Patterson is a gadget guy. He can do a lot of good things. We'll talk about special teams in a minute because that's where I think this game's probably won or lost. Um, no he, Cody Parkey. He, no Cody Parkey, correct. Um, and and I think when when you look at this, you know, Adam Shaheen's an okay tight end. Trey Burton Trey hasn't Burton. been used Familiar face. all that often. He didn't play in the wildcard playoff game. He was a last-minute uh, injury scratch. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, but, look, I think this Eagles defense can do some things here. Their offensive line is not very good. Kyle Long's on IR. White hair is not that great. Um, I'm forgetting, like, half their offensive line. It's not as good as it was a year ago. Right. I think the Eagles will be able to eat. It looks like the pass rush has kind of found its groove a little bit. Derek Barnett's played very well. Brandon Graham is a superhero in a lot of ways over the last three weeks. Fletcher Cox is himself. Yeah, Fletcher Cox is ready to rumble, man. Ooh, I feel bad for the middle of that that thing. Oh, we forgot to talk about Mitch Trubisky. Oh, yeah, you mentioned him. (laughs) Um, Not good. Blake Bortles of the Midwest. Uh, He is not good. He's He's gotten worse. He's making a lot of mistakes. Um, if they can get pressure, he will throw interceptions. Uh, I think this is the game that possibly gets him benched. Uh, if, if the defense plays as well as I think they will, as far as matching up is concerned. Um, look, he, they put wide receivers around him. They theoretically put decent running backs around him. Tight end position's fine. The offensive line isn't terrific, but it's not like awful either. You know, it's not like he's the, it's not like it's the Vikings last year, or the Texans last year. Yeah. Um, and he's just, you know, he's not getting it. And I, I think, you know, it's problematic for Nagy. Sure it is, but he's also not the guy to pick them. Yeah, that's fair. Which helps. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if we see Chase Daniels in the fourth quarter. Chase Daniel yeah, no in the S, fourth no quarter S. of this, uh, this one. All right. So let's, let's go to our picks and then we'll read some uh, comments and reviews. Um, what what, what you're your gonna have, you're gonna have to bring it up. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember what yeah, I had this we, for. I did have the Eagles winning. I yeah, you have. What. Let's see. Here you go. Uh, twenty three to seventeen. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, I do think this is a, a touchdown game. Uh, I do think it'll come down to that. I think Mitch Trubisky cannot handle that. 
I think the Eagles, you know me, I love to do narratives. I think that the Eagles will be able to effectively run the football against this team just because, you know, Hicks is out. Um, I think the dual threat of both Sanders and Howard should work. I'm, I know Howard's is going to be motivated. He kind of deflected questions about this being a big game oh, for yeah, him. You, you talked to him in the locker room. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, He's not but, a huge talker. <laughs> no. That was the gist of the conversation. Uh, I just think this... If Deshaun's back, this I this was my score before because uh, I think I gave this to you Wednesday before practice. Yeah. So this is my score before Deshaun. I'd actually probably move it up to twenty six to seventeen. So I think, you just get them in position for another field goal kind of thing. Yeah, right? I, I think this is a big game. Look, it's been windy around Philly the last couple of days. I think it's a big game for Jake Elliott. I think it's a big game for Cam Johnson. Still perfect on uh, field goals. Yeah. Listen, Cam Johnson's going to have to be on point because Tariq Cohen's one of the best punt returners in the yeah, entire he's, he's profession. Yeah. And I think he and Cordero Patterson, Cordero Patterson, uh, are going to be name, great name by the way. Yeah, are going to be legitimate threats to this team. Remember, they gave up a a, a hundred yard kick return touchdown to Jamal Agnew in Week Three. There can't be. Situations like that, you yeah, cannot that. you cannot give Mitch Trubisky points to stay in a game where he can kill you with. Yeah, don't one don't let yeah, and don't let it so the Bears are the ones killing the clock either. Like the Eagles falling behind right. wouldn't be great. Correct, a window. I I had Eagles winning twenty to seventeen, um, mainly just because we need. I mean, if it's hard to, it just depends on what Deshaun is out there partially. Because if like Deshaun is himself, I think the Eagles could win this one by like more than a touchdown, but. Um, it's just so hard to predict that. So I, I think it's going to be a close one. I do think the Bears' defense could give Carson some trouble, especially on, on the Andre Dillard side of things. Sure. That that might be the what decides this game almost because if Khalil Mack is wreaking havoc in the backfield, um, it could be a problem. So so let me give you these two two notes. The Eagles have won four straight games against the Bears. The last time the Bears beat the Eagles, I saw you tweet Lane Johnson one. was at the University of Oklahoma. Um, I'll also say this. Carson Wentz has not turned the ball over at home this season. It, he oh, hasn't. Wow. I didn't even realize that. Um, good stat. Yeah. Uh, both – I mean, all four of his interceptions have been on the road and blowouts. So, worth noting, um, he hasn't even fumbled and recovered at home. So, uh, the Eagles fans are going to need to bring it, make that home field advantage stick out. But I, I think Carson's a guy who uh, can feed off that energy. If they can win the second straight game going into the bye, I think it – be huge for them. It's just great to be able to cover a game in Philadelphia again. Oh my! It's been too long. Oh dear lord! Oh. We, were, we were so much younger when they were last year. Oh, it was the Jets game. Yeah, I had a full beard. It was weird. <laughs> I, like you've been through a full beard and shaving it yeah, three times. I actually, shaved, I shaved for the second half of the season. I you had another kid in those three weeks. Like it was crazy. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> How did this kid show up? Yeah, where did this kid? Anyway, <laughs> um, all right. So you guys actually gave us some reviews, which we appreciate. Uh, these are from like the well, last. We only week. appreciate the five star ones. Yes, the last four in a row are five stars. Oh my god, we've tricked. Even them. one that says the sound could be improved was we've a five star. We tricked them, Zach. Yeah, we tricked them. Um, so these are all from like the last week and a half. Some are two are from before the trade deadline, I think. But Julius uh, Benyard, uh, five stars, says love the show. Do you think the Eagles can make it to the Super Bowl with this current roster if they play like they did against Green Bay? And what gave the Eagles the spark on that short week? Oh, he's saying, like, if they can re-replicate that for... I, I still don't think this is a Super Bowl team. Um, no, I think it, this is a, this it, is a it, one and done. Like, if, if the receivers had shown more with Deshaun out, maybe, but you can't just rely on the one guy. Yeah, I, I mean, 
here's what I'll say. If the corners, if the corner reinforcements work out and, and Avery really establishes himself in this, in this rotation. Yeah, if he's like a surprise Patrick Robinson guy. And Timmy Jernigan returns to form, then I could buy it. A lot of ifs there. Yeah. A lot of ifs. Right now, I think if they get a, if they win the division, I think they're two and done. If they if if they're on the road and they sneak in like last year, I, I think they're one and done. Yeah. This is from Friday, so it's a battle trade, but I'll read it since we appreciate all five stars. Swisherman, five stars, says Robbie Anderson is a solid player who would thrive in the Eagles offense. He's 6'3 with wheels. Him in the slot with D-Jax and Alshon plus Ertz and Howard coming out of the backfield. We can trade Nelson for a 10th rounder. Just get him out of my sight. I would have preferred they kept Tate over him. Hey, we kind of talked about that. Hey, look Not at the 10th round part. <laughs> How fortuitous. And then Fast Start is the is the comment on here. It's from Coach48. Five stars. Uh, fast Starts. I think he's saying Fast Starts are overrated. The only thing that counts is if you have more points than the other team at the end of the game. When you drop two game-winning throws at the end, you lose the game. Six and two should be our record. Well, I agree. It's I mean, but they're in those positions because of right. You know, yeah. Start. So I, yeah, I think it's a cumulative effect, right? But you want to be able to close is what I kind of like. How, so like Tim Tebow, when I was talking about this, when he went on his run, like everybody would like hype him up because he would go on these long comebacks. But they were in those deficits because of him in the beginning Correct. of the game. Yeah. Like it's it's a four-quarter game, and you deserve. To, like, there's a reason why you're trailing at the end. And we'll probably get hate mail for that, but a lot of Nick Foles' wins yeah. come in that sort of... When you start slow and put yourself in a hole, that's why you're coming back. Correct. Or have to come back. All right, and then we had a few comments on our last pod. Keep them coming on, on YouTube for those of you listening on there. Um, Sean Sinise says, Might as well call up Greg Ward from the practice squad. Has Holland even caught a pass since the Vikings game? He's contributed nothing at this point. Uh, he didn't even catch a pass in the Vikings game. Yeah, he, well, he, he wasn't... Hollins. He, oh, you're saying Hollins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was going to say Greg <laughs> yeah, Ward. Was, uh, Greg uh, Ward played in we, three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would have called Greg Ward up, but they clearly trust Mac more than him. So, I mean, I don't know. There's, I like Greg Ward, but he's, they, maybe he's just I, not good I enough. Just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if, if it hasn't happened now... Yeah, he's happened. one of those things, yeah. Yeah, uh, can I read a comment real quick? I know, I, I knew you would be happy about this one. <laughs> uh, from Daniel Timms, I like... a commenter, by the way. I like Devin Sawa, or however you spell it, in Idle Hands. Is that a movie, Idle Hands? Yes, Idle Hands. Oh, man, that's like a... I mean, that's, that might be a little... You were probably like in late elementary school or like middle school <laughs> when it came out, but yeah. And, and then we had a, someone responded to that saying, great movie. <laughs> yeah, it's funny as heck. Yeah, I do recommend you watching I- Idle Hands. Little yes, Giants he was a little gi- yes, Who's he, he in Little Giants? He's the quarterback. Oh. Yeah, he's the kid that, the, that Fridge, or what's her name, or Icebox falls Icebox. in love with. Yeah, that, yeah. Little Giants, I think it holds, I haven't watched it in a while, but I'm pretty sure it holds up. I watched it two years ago, it was amazing. It's it's like a kid, it's like 90s sports movie that's like corny as heck, yeah, but it's he, so great. That one's, did, that one's like just funny though. Yeah, like Rick Moranis is the freaking football coach, and Ed O'Neill... Who like to that point everybody only known him for uh, what's it called married uh, with children married with children and he's like so ridiculous on that show and this he's like the villain so it's like well it's what's so interesting perfect. to me and I, I thought about this several times unfortunately <laughs> several is, times so Rick Moranis is like hardcore Canadian uh, oh. like he's from the heart of Canada and I wondered if he was if he grew up a CFL fan and that's the reason why he was so into this movie because otherwise. Yeah, he's perfect casting for it, but what does he know about football? You know yeah. what I mean? So I, I always thought that was interesting. Um, but Devin Sawa is most well-known for Final Destination. Yeah, he's yeah. the main character in Final Destination. He plays the uh, the human form of Casper the Ghost. That's our pop culture references for the day. But listen, Daniel, keep throwing out your movie stuff. We'll talk about it. 
We're but not going to stick to football. Dude, I've been, so I've been rewatching all the the Star Wars. I'm, we're just at the end of the, the end of the podcast anyway, so we might as well just have some fun. Uh, but so I've been rewatching all of them in in order of like the chronology. Yeah, I'm um, sorry, <laughs> dude. But I was thinking about so the prequels like they're bad, like no question. But there's like there, people are so focused on how bad they are. Like overall, there is some like really good stuff in the yes. three movies. Like the second one is the worst in the whole saga. Not a, especially. Wait, especially say it again. Wait, in say the whole what? Star Wars franchise. No, no, no. I, but say the word again. Saga. 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 Ah, true. Okay. Uh, That's New Jersey in me. Uh, but um, but especially the whole part where they're on their romantic getaway or whatever. But I would, uh, but, I would but be like far like, too intimidated to tease a senator. I, I'll never forget <laughs> well, a line or Anakin's uh, line about how he doesn't like sand because yeah. it's coarse and it's uh, coarse. And, and you're uh, smooth or whatever he says to her. Yeah. Anyway, it's so bad and they have no chemistry at all. But like, there's some battle scenes in that movie that are so good. Like the the battle between Jango Fett and uh, and and Obi Wan is like really fun. Um, all the all the Count Dooku is like a really it's like a pretty cool character honestly like he's he shoots lightning and he has like two lightsabers or whatever well and it's cool the casting's cool because if you know anything about Christopher Lee Christopher Lee got his start playing a lot of uh, like vampire Dracula well and then Two Towers was like the same year I believe too oh okay and he was in that too Um, and then the third one I think there's like there's like the makings of like a good movie in there, but there's like still a lot of bad stuff. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, if you take like a there's a lot of good stuff in there, but and if it was just a better actor than Hayden Christensen, like he he, it's really hard to like separate the fact that he's just so bad. Yeah, I, the casting's not good there, but if you take away probably the first twenty minutes of that movie, and then of Sith, yeah, of Sith, and then everything after the lightsaber fight with Obi Wan, I think it's a really good movie. Yeah. Um, I mean that the fight the the fight with him and Obi Wan is like like well filmed like right. the scenery is so good and just the I have the higher ground and him jumping up like and, and, we, then, and then the, the the where he's Darth Vader at the end and he does the loud no it's just yeah, like so that's funny. why you should cut it out <laughs> it's, uh, it's so funny though yeah <laughs> I don't know how we just went past Phantom Menace and didn't bring up how great oh, yeah. Jar Jar is like, oh that's my God. The, no I'm just kidding um, <laughs> but, but I mean well then the Darth Maul battle was legitimately like tense and. But I, I listened to another binge mode, uh, which is a great podcast. Obviously, I'm sure people know who that is. But um, uh, they point out how like it keeps cutting away to like stupid scenes with Anakin and oh the, Jar Jar the slide frame. Yeah, so if it just stayed on the the fight with Darth Maul, Obi Wan, and Qui Gon Jinn, mm-hmm. like that would have been an all time scene. But it, it still is like that's the the only reason to watch Phantom Menace Correct. is that really. Correct. Yeah. Once you get to that, and then you got little Jake Lloyd accidentally oh, killing. Spoiler alert. Uh, you know, destroying like the Senate from within yeah. or whatever. But I forgot that in the second one, Jar Jar, he had like a smaller laurel, but he's kind of like the reason for all the Star Wars because he granted uh, like the power to Palpatine, like he to power to to use all the the clones, the the droids. Hmm. <laughs> Jar Jar was a senator, and he's like there for uh, Padme. Oh right, yeah, yeah, he's like a fill-in, <laughs> and he just like gives it. To, he gives the power to Palpatine. Like Jar Jar's the reason why the war started. <laughs> huh. The more you, the more you know. Anyway, that was our little Star Wars aside. I All hope, right, read two I hope more. you guys <laughs> appreciated that. Um, oh yeah. Oh, your favorite uh, couple, Jamie and Candace Palmer. What's up, our favorite beat writers? Uh, I think this team is finally getting healthy and can rally together and go on a run. I think they'll win the division. I'm also predicting they beat the Patriots. Keep up the great work. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, hard oh. To, it's hard to agree, disagree with friends, but <laughs> Jamie, Candace, uh, you know, the, the, we say it every time, but the couple that YouTube's together stays together. Um, I still think the Patriots win that game. <laughs> now, if, if they come out, come out and beat the 
bricks off the uh, the Bears, we'll have another conversation, which I know we will have. <laughs> I'll read this one because he gives us a scenario, which I like. Drew Christensen, hey, guys, what scenario do you think is the most likely to happen? Jordan Howard runs for 100 yards. The defense creates three or more turnovers, or the Bears put up 20 or more points and win. The most likely uh, of those. Three-plus turnovers. Yeah. And I, 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 if Howard wasn't going to get 100 last week, yeah, I feel like he'd probably just get close I feel like he's going to break through at some point, right? He's got yeah, I actually asked him that directly, and he said, I'm not really worried about 100 yards. That's, yeah, that's a Jordan Howard response. Because yeah, yeah. he was 96. He was so close to breaking yeah. through. Um, all right, well, end on that note, uh, thanks, you guys, for your comments. I hope most of your comments now are about our Star Wars thoughts. Uh, that was as fun as I, <laughs> a conversation I think we've had on this podcast, for our sake at least. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. Breaking news. Uh, so just before... Um, the bell, I guess you could call it, uh, three notable starters have been added to the bears injury report. Trey Burton groin, which I believe is what he was suffering from during the playoff game last year. Taylor Gabriel shin and safety, Eddie Jackson hamstring. I forgot about Eddie Jackson. That they're they're questionable. You said, um, I just see that they've been added. Hold on one second. Let me use my phone that you've banned me from. Um, it doesn't say either way. Uh, either way, they're banged up, clearly. So. Yeah, they're just on there. So it might mean that you know they're an hour behind us. So it's never like, good when somebody's added to a injury report on Friday. Correct. Um, so general rule of thumb. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just something, something to leave on. If you guys have la- if you guys have lasted this long, then let us know. And sometimes you got to get through <laughs> the Star Wars goodness to get to the yeah. real uh, the real story. <laughs> yeah, the, you got to get through the prequels to get to A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. You know. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Write us some more five-star reviews, please. We would really appreciate it. And leave us some comments. And check back with us on Sunday. 